how do you guys want us how i genuinely forget how we start these off <laughs> because That's we record a good start. yeah i know well we record the intro afterwards i feel like we should get like a news like okay but the song that dan put after you said nick do you have news last time loki slaps oh then like, that's how we'll begin this vibing episode. To it. i was vibing to it but anyways do you want to just do the or how are you <laughs> sure all right <laughs> i love well, how how you know Let's take a peek behind the curtain every time we do an episode, really. Like, I know. Well, there's there's no production secrets here. We're amateurs, and the whole world's going to know. But guess what? <laughs> this time, you're going first. Justin, how are you? I'm going first. All right. Well, um, I'm doing well. I've been very active since we last um, did our recording. Um, yeah, ask me fine. why. Why have I been active? Why have you been active? <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> well, not only one of my um, jobs is moving furniture or picking up furniture, rather, um, but um, I don't know. I've just decided, you know, I want to be like, you know, focus on me, focus on, you know, like working out more and stuff. And so I've decided that I'm going to, you know, go for more bike rides, go for more runs, um, you know, do more like weight training and stuff. But, you know, all of that sounds great. But really, Justin, let's get deep here. What's the real reason you've been active? Well, I decided to break out my Wii this past week. And I, what I game was in there? I thought, you said what? I thought you said weed. I was like, you don't smoke weed. Not my weed. No, not my weed. My <laughs> Wii. W-I-I. Nintendo. Yes, I have a Wii still. And the game that was in there was none other than Wii Fit Plus. So I said, I've never used this before. I not I've never used this before. I haven't used this in a very long time. Why don't I do a body test? And I did yeah. a body test. And you know, it was, you know, you know, measuring, 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 all done. I and heard that voice in my head. You heard, yeah, I know. What I just said sounded like the soothing voice of, yeah. Yeah. whoever recorded that um <laughs> and it you know it finished and it pulls up my bmi and it goes overweight <laughs> here's the thing though we fit is notorious for being wrong yes and burying self-esteem and also bmi is like not accurate well right it's it's, it's a made-up number that's why i wanted to bring this up because I first, no matter how notorious WeFit is for being wrong, there's nothing more demoralizing than a video game telling you you're overweight. Watching your me expand. <laughs> Watching your me expand and then kind of have bad posture and like yeah. mope about. Yeah. So. <laughs> what was that about? I had that experience last week and it wasn't a fun experience. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but, but you're, you're right. BMI is not a good indicator of health. Um, I mean, I have it pulled up because I knew I was going to talk about it. The National um, Institute for Health, the NIH, defines BMI as a measure of body fat based on height and weight that applies to adult men and women, which how vague a statistic is that? Also, um, if that's true, then why were kids playing that anyways? Like, that seems like it's the worst thing to be having kids play as a game. Was it being marketed towards kids? 
We Fit? I think so, yeah. I mean, who was playing the Wii at the time? Yes, it was families, but I this was playing true. it. I was playing it. I was playing it. This is true. Okay, there you go. Fun fact, I used to, so my grandparents, my uh, my grandparents used to come over weekly and they'd make dinner. And after they made dinner, they'd play games with us or whatever, and then they'd put us to bed eventually. And the games oh. that I would make my grandparents do were we fit. Oh. And so I would like weigh in my grandparents. <laughs> and, you know, I'm 22 and it was demoralizing to be like overweight. And, you know, then I would watch it the emotions of my grandparents face do this go through the same thing i was a terrible grandson i'm realizing this right now nick i might need to take a minute to just reflect on how terrible of a grandson i am um, so I'd like to take a minute to lift you up and just let's bring that let's at least bring it back to equilibrium and say no <laughs> so anyway that's why i've been it's part of the reason why i've been active in general you know usually i work out why do i work out i work out because i'm not trying to lose weight I'm not trying to gain muscle. I just, you know, the important thing to me is that I'm healthy. And so that's why I work out. That's why I eat well um, is, you know, not because I want to look a certain way. It's because I want to be healthy. And, you know, that's what I think everyone should kind of strive for is just as long as you're eating healthy, you're staying active, you know, then that's all that matters. You know, you know, society is very much like, let's, look a certain guy should be super muscular and girls should you know hourglass figure but that's so not realistic but anyway I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a interesting experience I had and I feel like our listeners would appreciate that and I think it gave you a little bit of a laugh I appreciate it do you want it I said I appreciate it (laughs) you want to know why I eat healthy why do you eat healthy I don't um but (laughs) moving forward i i really frequent the wendy's drive-thru and actually i have a twitter thread every time i'm in the wendy's drive-thru i respond to it and say guess where i am the wendy's (laughs) drive-thru or like that meme the me 12 a.m handshake wendy's drive-thru do you tweet the wendy like official wendy's account sometimes but this is not that's not what i had for my check-in so i'm gonna well okay so let me tee you up nick how was your week it was good (laughs) Honestly, last week, my second week at work, my official first week, made it through all five days. I got to work this morning. I was like, let's do a repeat of last week. I wanted it to go like this. I answer the phone. Hold on, I'll transfer your call. I put the phone down. Very easy. Um, Instead, I went to my first meeting. That's not actually what I do as a marketing coordinator, but I, I want it. You get the idea. I go to my first meeting. I'm then sitting at my desk. You all know that I wait tables on the side on the weekends. So I'm sitting at my desk. I get a text saying I was once again, you heard that correctly, once again, exposed to COVID. Um, Someone tested positive that I worked with over the weekend. So I email HR, what would you like me to do? They said, you have to go home. You also have to get a PCR test to come back. That's not a rapid test for those that don't know. You have to get it four days after exposure. I was exposed Saturday. So I cannot come back to work until at least Thursday, getting the test on Wednesday. Um, I could potentially, and PCR PCR tests take up to 48 hours. So I could potentially be out of work all this week. Let's put that into perspective. Let's back up. 15 days or um, three weeks of work. I will have worked, if I'm out this week, I will have worked seven of them. 
That is less than 50%. Not a good look for Nick. Now, I can't be mad at the person for catching COVID. I just can't and I'm not, right? I will say there was a large number of people at my work that I have not for, for if anyone from work is listening, I have not listed the name of the company, but there are a lot of people at work who have actively chosen not to get vaccinated. I can be mad at that. Um, there's now a mask mandate moving forward at my work. Um, and the responses flying in the group chat as I'm finding out that I have to go home for the entire week were kind of infuriating. They were, see, masks don't work. See, the vaccine doesn't work. Fauci is on a power trip. Um, I'm not going to wear the mask. This will only be a thing for two weeks. And make no mistake, like, we are in this position due largely to that rationale and negligence. So, you know, generally speaking, I don't like to make generalizations, but I'm going to in this point, I'm heated. Um, generally speaking, people who believe conspiracy theories about the pandemic um, and the vaccine are easily impressionable people. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, the science is there. The proof is there. The top doctors in the world, really, the country and the world, are saying to minimize the effect of this pandemic on our collective society, take the following steps. And it's it's a long laundry list, I will say. It's a very long laundry list. Ready? Get vaccinated. Wear a mask. That's it. So, long yes. Long laundry list. Yeah, right? Like, it's not long <laughs> at all. So, going back to our, I thought this was appropriate to bring up because A, I'm heated. B, I have nothing better to do now. I'm out for four days, if not five. Um, yes, kind of like what Ryan was arguing, you know, I mean, he was saying in our last episode, that he disagrees with this, and I, I agree with him. It is absolutely, it is absolutely your choice not to get vaccinated. I'll say it again, though, it is your choice to put your loved ones, your country that you claim to love, and other kind people who are mostly, most of them are masking for you. It is your choice to put them in danger, and at risk of getting the the um, getting COVID and it's your choice to continue to make this go on to contribute and that. If, and I just want to clarify too. So Nick got a full-time job as he announced last episode, but on the weekends, he's still waiting. Um, tables. Waiting tables. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> waiting tables, not just waiting around at a bus stop or something, you know, waiting during his apartment. spare time. <laughs> I mean, maybe you're doing that too. I don't know. Waiting for but, a <laughs> Um. And you were exposed at the restaurant you were at the restaurant, which has prevented you from going into your full-time job. Right. And I will say it's annoying. Um, it looks bad, even though my work was very understanding. And the first time I was exposed was at the bank. So they are understanding, but it looks bad. My supervisor isn't going to be, is going on vacation next week. And this was the week because I'm brand new. I was going to learn what to do when she's not there. We can't do that anymore. And it's really hard to do this job remotely. Like it's, it's near impossible. I said, I was willing to do whatever, um, I could, but there's not much to do. With that said, that's not even like, yeah, it's inconvenient, but there are people like in the grand scheme of things that doesn't matter at all. You know what I mean? Like I'm at home, I'm safe. I'm might be getting paid for this time. So like I'm good, but there are people that it's not just an inconvenience for, but it's a health issue. So literally put something in front of your face if you're not vaccinated. And even if you are like the, 
Like, I will be honest, like, I have not worn a mask 100% of the time since being vaccinated. I really, I mean, far from it, you know? Um, but I do wear masks. But mask. you are vaccinated, and the CDC did yes. say previously yes, that if you're fully vaccinated and two weeks out from your, va- like, you know, fully right. vaccination status, you don't have to wear a mask. Right. I've been following the rules. And now that, you know, the Delta variant is ramping up, all of these things are start like it's starting to get bad again. I will be putting on my mask. And I think it's, again, it is a sign of respect. It is, so if you claim to be like, oh, a proud member of this country and it's not my, you know, I don't have to wear a mask. I'm an American. I can do whatever I want. It's like the patriotic thing is to put a mask on, make it red, white, and blue. I don't care. Put a mask on. <laughs> Welcome to point of view. And that was truly your point of view. It, it really was. <laughs> I was going to talk about face sculptors, which are an entirely different thing for my entry, but we're just going to... We'll save that for, uh, for another day, because I'm, sure. I'm interested in our face sculpting conversation in the future. Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, and to be, I, I just want to put this in there. Usually, like I said, I don't tell people about, tell Dan or Justin about my entry story just to let them react authentically, but this one is not for entertainment, so I did tell both of them beforehand, so they, they both knew that this was a thing. I said it as I was driving home, actually. Yes. So, and I don't, and I'm now nervous. Like, I don't think I'll be picking up shifts on the weekends anymore for the reason that I cannot afford to be playing this game weekly. Right. So, right. to Point of View. On today's show, a very necessary continued discussion on mask wearing. We then welcome our friend Angela Salazzo to the show for a discussion about the poison that is perfectionism. Nick, let's talk about things from our point of view. Uh, Nick, you forgot to introduce us. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. Jesus, we're talking about perfectionism. Wait, honestly, before we talk about what we're going to today, I just wanted to throw this out there because I recently found out that my friend Michelle Hom started a YouTube channel, um, and it's very similar to Point of View, uh, just it's almost like the flip side um, of it. It's so whereas we talk about things from the perspective of two people that just graduated college, Michelle is currently in college. So she talks about her experiences there, how to navigate that. But she also talks about her passions, just like we do. Um, Some of hers include Disney and the NBA, but she also talks about humanitarian issues, which is something that I want to do more of on point of view. Um, I really just, I wanted to say this just because I really think that the two shows complement each other really well and go well together when you listen to them 
um, adjacent to one another. So that's it. That's all I wanted to say, but I just, that was a shout out I wanted to give. So shout out, Michelle. Let's bring in our guest. Well, I'm very <laughs> we should, shall we bring in our guest? And I'm very excited about her conversation too. We have a guest. So um, our guest this episode um, is someone that I personally met it at the Loyola University, uh, within the Loyola University uh, campus ministry office. For the last uh, two years, going on three years, she has been a music intern in the Loyola campus ministry office. She is a proud member of the Loyola University Chapel Choir. She is pursuing her Bachelor's of Arts in Speech Language Hearing Sciences. This summer, she spent two weeks at Bethlehem Farm in West Virginia, which is a Catholic community in Appalachia that transforms lives through service with the local community and the teaching of sustainable practices. I would describe her as free-spirited. Um, the pres- Whenever she walks into her room, um, the, the mood just you know immediately goes up. She recently... Um, underwent a curly cut. This is Miss Angela Salazzo. Oh! <laughs> well, that's the best intro I've ever gotten. It's so good. Marie's gonna love the curly cut. <laughs> I really love I'm already that. shouting people out and I just got here. <laughs> I love that every guest we've had so far has appreciated the introduction. <laughs> You're so good at I think it's just it's the fact of like getting an introduction because like when when's the last time you've been introduced and you, someone's yeah, just that's laying true. down you everything had the whole fanfare do. of like entering the room <laughs> yeah angela Salazzo. thank you justin yeah <laughs> justin we never get that should we have dan do that for uh, us <laughs> here she yeah. is now Honestly. ellen generous yeah like, <laughs> like play like eye of the tiger or something yeah. <laughs> um angela how are you I'm doing great. I am currently um, in Maine on vacation. Yes, you were on vacation so, with your family. Um, so thank you so much yeah. for taking time out of your vacation to record this. You know, this is like the best timing because they're upstairs making dinner and I um, got out of making dinner. There you so go. <laughs> I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to have dinner ready for me. So thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, so before we went on air, um, you know, you described a drink that you're currently drinking as we're recording this. Um, and I found it kind of interesting. Would you like to explain what, what you're drinking right now? Yes. Um, <laughs> would I like to? No. But now that um, I put you, you on the spot? <laughs> yes, you're going to. <laughs> no, it's it's totally legal. So um, it's it's called Kello. Ca- I don't know. Accidentally, yeah. Kello. Yeah. Um, hemp-infused seltzer. So... There's naturally occurring CBD and other cannabinoids in it. Um, and this was, I don't know, this is my mom's choice of fun drinks for the weekend. When you um, I drank it. to say who it was. Yeah, you know, throw under the rug, it's fine. <laughs> um, no, but it's like, my mom's really into like natural stuff. So I think she went to a natural store and found these. Well, um, I mean, it's totally legal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's working, but we'll find out really as we go what, get further into this yeah. episode. I might just fall asleep. So. <laughs> Warning. That's really funny. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. It's pretty good. Good. What's well, the flavor? That's my most important question. Mm-hmm. Strawberry watermelon. Okay. Quality. The color looks like our logo. Doesn't it kind of look like the same colors as our logo, Justin? It does. The it peachish does. with yeah. the blue. Maybe. It's very nice. Do you nice. think we can get a sponsorship? 
I was just going to say, now that I brought this in. I think so. I think we can get a sponsorship. Please drink responsibly. Yeah, there you no, go. We definitely think, get one. Who, who's going to do, like, you know the radio fine print? where they <laughs> I guess I would do it because I just made that noise that sounded not. Yeah, because that was impressive. <laughs> yeah, that was impressive. And I feel like that's what listeners hear when I talk, just in general. <laughs> so. No, as a listener, I can say I hear you loud and clear. Well, that's, well, that's the issue. I listen back. So Justin and I listen and listen to these like for drafts. We listen and make changes and ask Dan to like edit certain things out. But sometimes I'll be driving to work and I'll be listening to the podcast and I'll be talking and I'll be like, shut the hell up. Like, what do you like? Shut up. To yourself or to me? Are you responding to me or to yourself? No, no. <laughs> and then the people driving next to Nick are like, yeah. That's right. They think I'm um, talking to my carpool lane dummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't. Carpool lane dummy. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Angela. Um. In your during your introduction, I brought up that um you spent two weeks this past summer at Bethlehem Farm in West Virginia, and so I'm familiar with kind of the work that they do there. But I was wondering if um you would like to talk a little bit about the stuff that they do um, there and kind of how those two weeks went. Yeah, no, definitely would love to. I'm always down to talk about Bethlehem Farm. Um, So as you explained, it is a sustainable, it's a um, intentional Catholic community, sustainable farm. Um, So I heard about it through friends and I've usually done like service trips during um, the summer, but I wasn't able to last summer because of COVID. Um, So this one was nice. It was like two weeks and I, that was the minimum that I could go. Um, So I was like, okay, this is kind of like making up for last year because usually I go on a week trip. Um, But they basically, the like basis of them is that they're a like Catholic intentional community, um, but big focus on sustainability so they um have like solar panels in i think they have like a net zero energy usage which i don't really know what that means but i know they're doing good things with the earth i think they use the amount they use and the amount they like um it it averages out like it it balances each other out so they're not using extra energy yeah it's kind of incredible because the farm is huge and there's like at least like 15 people in there at at any time during the summer um but yeah it's in like it's pretty far down it's in west virginia um but basically they just have all the produce on the farm so that helps like sustainability like um feeding everyone that stays at the farm so we don't have to like get outsourced food and all of that because that um, is less sustainable for the earth Um, and then it's all like organic I could talk about the food all all day that's awesome Angela and it's been such a long time honestly since I've been like apple picking or strawberry picking or blueberry picking or anything but you know there's nothing better than just grabbing an apple off a tree or you know a strawberry off a vine and just the the taste of that versus what you get at a grocery store is just, it, it's, you can't compare the two. And so I'm sure you ate so well um, those, those two weeks that you were there. And it kind of ties into my next question, which um, Nick, one of Nick's friends, uh, maybe you explain it, Nick, but one of your friends said that we should ask this question to all of our guests from going here from here on out. 
Yes. Um, before I say that, though, I just want to remind you to wash your fruit before you pick or after you pick it because you are allergic to skin fruits, as I learned in episode this is three. True. I have Anyways. not picked up. I, have not <laughs> eat, I should not eat an apple. Bad example, but strawberries. Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. So I was talking to my friend and they were like, you need to ask each guest what fruit they are because you guys have already talked about it with each other. Like you need to ask each guest. So. Oh my God, wait, we forgot to ask Ryan when he was on last week. Wait, hold on, hold on. Ryan! Yeah? If you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? Um, what an interesting question. Um, uh, if I were a fruit, I think I would be a kiwi um, because Ooh. they are um, very misunderstood fruits because they're like really weird looking on the outside and so no one gives them credit, but they're like the best thing ever when you actually eat one. And you can eat them really easily because you just can eat them with a spoon. I'm just talking about why I love kiwis. It doesn't really describe <laughs> my personality. Well, I my answer my answer a couple episodes ago is because a pineapple was unique looking, and I said I'm unique looking, and you said kiwis are weird looking. So what does that say about you? <laughs> I mean, I'm from the south, so I feel like I'm easily judged, and so that's everybody easily judges a kiwi. But then they when they have a kiwi, they're like, wow, this is the best thing ever, and it pairs well with a lot of other things. So I'm a very good. In, in very different situations. So, you know, you have like kiwi watermelon or like kiwi pineapple or like kiwis just pair well with things. I pair well with people. That's my answer and that's what I'm sticking to. Thanks. I love that. Bye, Ryan. Goodbye. Back to you, Angela. All right. So what fruit I would be. So I just listened on my way down to Maine. I listened to the sister episode. So I was thinking about we myself. Love a loyal listener. Really I do. did fall asleep. But like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Did you, you were driving? <laughs> no, I wasn't driving. I was in the back seat. Oh, okay. Um, it it wasn't you guys. It was the five hour car ride. Um, Our voices are so soothing. You yeah, apparently. Into ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> we just get a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> uh, did that come through the speaker? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I I think this is our calling. <laughs> ASMR. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, if you were a fruit, <laughs> if I were a fruit, um, okay. Wait, I had. Some, I think. Okay, I think I would go with. I think I would go with an apple, really, because um, I love apples. I really do. They're like a great fruit. They're always. But <laughs> the reason why is I would say I'm reliable and like kind of like classic you know always there just mm. and apples are never really bad unless you let them go bad um and you have a bad apple yeah then, you know, <laughs> that was lot. such a bad joke don't oh my god okay i'm here for the dad jokes always here for the dad oh, jokes. i said bad joke but okay dad joke too. <laughs> same oh, thing i quite enjoyed it i really liked it and i was waiting for the pretty <laughs> maybe we'll get that <laughs> I feel like you need the iCarly, speaking of iCarly, back to another episode, you need the mm. iCarly button. See, we're so relevant. The remote, the blue remote yes. that they hold. Yeah. Yes. Alrighty. But yeah, that's my, that's my basis. Um, I think an Apple, they're just kind of, they're reliable. They're good. I would hope I'm reliable and good. <laughs> and I like that all. answer. Nick, I'm looking forward to asking all of our guests this question because I'm really enjoying the answers that they're giving. Like, these I am are too. really intellectual philosophical answers 
I know. I feel like when we answered it ourselves, we gave the worst ones. You said no. because interesting looking, and I said no further questions because I genuinely don't know. I just like coconuts. <laughs> I mean, our guests are really getting, wait for it, to the core of the question. See, that Another one was a good joke. dad joke. Another, oh, oh, okay, you. okay, all right, all right. I guess, I guess you, Angela can be the judge on that one. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I think that your guys' answers were on point, though, because, Justin, I feel like we've talked about this before because you told me that story about your brother, so I think that the pineapple thing yeah. was in my brain, but I was like, Justin's a pineapple. Like, I'm I knew that. I'm and, definitely a pineapple. Yeah. Nick, I, coconut, I like it. It's good. I was going to switch mine to avocado because I'm easy to open. People can easily take advantage of me, but I have a really, like, <laughs> I don't know. I have, like, a, a bad part. I don't know. I was like, this is horrible. Why am I saying core? I have a core. I have a pit. You have a pit? I'm not I mean, don't That's we all? I'm not perfect. And what a great segue into our conversation today. It is. Yes. So we wanted to talk a little bit about the concept of perfectionism. Um, I myself can claim that I am a little bit of a perfectionist, maybe a lot of bit perfectionist. Um, Nick, Angela, would you also classify yourselves as perfectionists? Guilty as charged. <laughs> no, I consider myself perfect. Um, I'm well, kidding. Then, I'm, then I'm glad we have an expert on yeah. this topic. No, then. I just said I have a pit. He's gonna stick her with that on it. <laughs> you have a pit. No, I am the furthest thing from perfect, and yeah, I'm very excited about I this. No, I wouldn't. Though. I wouldn't say the furthest thing from perfect. I mean, I think being human is being the furthest thing from perfect. Well, I think we're all trying. I think, I don't no, know if we're the furthest thing from perfect, but, you know. Here are two perfectionists trying to perfect their decision. Yeah, and here we go. I'm trying to perfect our definition of perfectionism. Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, perfection, perfectionism exists. Perfection does not exist. So mm -hmm. that's why I say we're the furthest thing from it. Because if perfectionism, if, if we're perfectionism, then we don't exist. It's an idea and that's it. All right. right. Unless you want to get into, like, religion, which is, like, then there are ideas um, of beings that are perfect. But, but no human. We are no, exactly. We're human, yeah. and humans are imperfect. Yeah. Dogs, Wait. on the other hand. Dogs. <laughs> Shout out thoughts of dog. <laughs> I'm curious to hear what your takes on perfectionism and your experiences on perfectionism, both of you, honestly. What they I are. I think that like I it's funny because when I was hired in campus ministry my future supervisor in the interview before I was hired asked me like at the end of the interview like what like rate you know I'm gonna this rapid round here's a couple questions rate how you are on a scale of like one being the worst 10 being the best and I remember that one of the things that he said was attention to detail and I said 10 how cocky am I? No, just kidding. Um, but <laughs> interviews, you have to be. You have to sell yourself. We t we talked about this in the first episode. I'm not good at selling myself, but apparently in that interview I was. And so I said in the first episode that if that everybody and their mother pays attention to detail, that's one of their strengths in interviews. Everyone right. says it. So. But but do they would they rate themselves as a ten? I don't know. I I like honestly to think I'm a probably 10. not. Anyway, I think that. I hold my I, mine kind of exhibits as like 
holding myself to an extremely high standard and going back to humans are imperfect. It's kind of unrealistic, but really I do hold myself to a really high standard. And when I don't reach that, I get down on myself. And so, you know, we can get into kind of like the effects that being a perfectionist has on us, but I think that's how mine exhibits is, you know, holding myself to a really high standard, not only to the standards of other people and the expectations of other people, but, um, internally holding myself to a high standard and then the second thing I think is I'm extremely sensitive to criticism because I could because I hold myself to that high standard and because I want things to you know look good sound good you know just in general that everything that I do to be good um or maybe a better word be perfect and then if someone criticizes me it's like oh you know just such a like a even though it's not like because criticism can be a that can be constructive and can be helpful. I just always, for some reason, feel like criticism is a gut punch, even though it's absolutely not. That's not the case. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. This, this drink is getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's like whatever they put in it is kind of like mm-hmm. whatever. My throat <laughs> is a little weird, but um, no, I resonate with a lot of that. Um, I feel like personally, it's it's kind of when I was younger, I've just always been like that. Like I was the kid that was like the perfect kid, you know, like Angela, like a lot of the time people were like, oh, perfect angel. That makes sense. Like, and then getting like brought up like that. I'm the youngest too. So um, lots of, lots of criticism running around, <laughs> but in the best ways. Um, but I think it was just kind of yeah just growing up I got used to being like good at things and like school school's a big thing with perfectionism for me um just like grades and stuff I just loved like getting those great report cards and like everything like that so for me it was kind of um yeah like holding myself to a standard because I was like oh this is me like this is me I perform well and this is who I am um and then it also yeah like the whole criticism thing Justin I I have like stories about that that when I realized (laughs) that like I can't take criticism well and I started to try to like fix that um but again like fixing that's a big thing for me it's like any when I there's a lot of like areas in my life where it's like oh if that doesn't feel right to me if I don't like like that negative feeling or something like I want to fix it because I want things to be like right and perfect and good um but yeah that's kind of I think definitely like just holding myself to a a standard um and being like disappointed when like things don't go as I would hope and things like that what about you Nick so I'm I just want to thank you again for um even proposing this conversation because it's I'm, I was so excited when, when I heard, when Justin told me what you wanted to talk about. Um, but so I come to this, uh, this discussion through a lens of OCD, actual diagnosed OCD, not I'm so OCD. If anybody's saying that, just get out. Um, <laughs> um, but we talk about how that's harmful in another episode. Yeah, well, I, I do want to just say like when, um, I do want to quickly make a distinction because this does often come yes, up when absolutely. you're talking about perfectionism. Um, OCD is not a love of cleanliness. It is not a love of organization. Um, it deals a lot with intrusive thoughts that are disturbing and egodystonic to the person who experiences them. And some of them do involve perfectionism. Um, but 
the two do not like they're excruciating for the person to the point that they can't function and they just consider themselves to be a trash human be- like a human trash really um there's a lot i just want to throw in quickly before i start talking that there um we'll talk about ocd a different day but there are some really great instagram accounts to learn more about what ocd really is um purocracy is one of them obsessively ever after is another um the iocdf the international um, ocd foundation is a good one um and the reason i bring this up is because people used to i used to not like when people would say i'm so ocd and someone would get offended i'd be like why do they get offended but the reason that i see it now is because that adds to what people think ocd is and it takes away from what it really is and it makes it further stigmatized when when the real definition isn't known um with that said, I've known that I have OCD since I was 14, and I've learned a lot about coping with perfectionism um, and trying to be perfect and when it's just not a reality. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that. Mine, too, started, just generally speaking, because there is going to be some overlap, obviously. Mine started with grades. Um, if I didn't get a certain letter, it was it was really like I was taking pass-fail classes. If I didn't get an A, I was failing. And I truly believed that. And that was, my parents didn't crack the whip over our heads. Like that was not something that they did. They were very happy with the B and I was not. I, there was one time I sent them into my, they went in for me and looking back, this was not helping, but they went in because I was, they found out knowing that I was so conscientious about grades, they would find out beforehand just to kind of like know it was coming if I didn't. And I had a B plus on a progress report on gym, in gym class. And they went in to my school, seventh grade, when they told me, because I had a, like, I was like, how can this be? I, you know, it's gym class. I participate. I do everything right, like, in gym. It's not that hard to not, you know. Um, <laughs> and it was changed by the end of the day. And it wasn't, it was not changed. I want to put this out there. It was not changed because they pressured them. It was changed because they said, oh, he has been late getting changed and, like, changed into my gym clothes. And that was not um it, I got mixed up with another student so they were not I did not send my parents in to like buy my grades um but that was one thing um keeping my room precise is another thing but again it's not a level of cleanliness it's a if I don't do this I am an utter failure my world is going to collapse um but I'm interested in sharing in going through those things what I've learned or some of the things I've learned um I'm interested in hearing what first what you guys um because everybody, I think everybody in some way or another has dealt with perfectionism. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in hearing what um, some strategies that you've used. If you have any, if it's not, that's fine. I can, I can share mine, but uh, I, I, yeah. I just want to touch on something that the two of you kind of brought up, which is like where you feel like it could be gone for you. And I find it interesting and reflecting myself, I find it interesting it being great. Yeah. Because I remember being like that as well. Like, if I don't have an A or like a A A plus A minus, then I feel like I'm a failure. But like my parents didn't put that on me either. I mean, obviously they wanted me to do well in school, but it wasn't like you know, as Nick said, they weren't cracking the whip if I didn't get A's. So it's interesting that kind of like starts there. Um, and I don't know. I I found that interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, I I also want to just say that, Nick, I think it's funny that you bring up like the gym story because gym is another like literally I remember we have the story 
my mom would always joke about um because she would ask me like it, I went to like a Catholic small K through eight school and one of our principals there she was a sister um like religious sister and she would bring us in once you reach like sixth grade you go into the principal's office and then she hands you your report card and she like walks you through it Think, looking back this is pretty wow. yeah this kind of makes sense why I <laughs> why people I remember shaking yeah on report card day. yeah there was it was like kids wow. were lined out upside like outside her door this is quite an interesting thing to break down now that I realize yeah I can only imagine yeah. what that was like for well for me I loved it you know because it just like reinforced <laughs> it was like the, the the great feedback I was getting but um my mom always because you were only getting it <laughs> well except for in gym and she my mom asked me like what did sister say about your report card um and she's like and I was like well she told me to work on my gym grade and I think my gym grade was probably like a probably like a b plus or something or you know what it was it was a g that was good instead of vg which is very good very good (laughs) so (laughs) those elementary school report cards yeah you know so that was Jim apparently was getting us down all around (laughs) I just want to like side note how if you're a phys ed teacher like I feel like it's difficult to grade someone on their participation in phys ed or gym class like obviously there's certain markers like there's like fitness tests and things but you can't grade someone based on their fitness level can you I feel like it's I so I feel like it's so <laughs> like um favorite space it was just like okay certain people were athletic That's so they're true. gonna be getting A's and then and the gym teachers always did have a yeah. favorite oh yeah oh yeah all teachers have favorites <laughs> to your point about grading gym I genuinely think that my parents went in and the teachers were probably like, honestly, just give them an A because I was a good kid. I was super anxious and I tried my hardest, you know, I didn't think I had to worry about gym. Um, and they, you know, the part where the OCD comes in, the compulsion was from, not from then on, I was doing it all throughout eighth grade or um, middle school, not eighth grade, not just eighth grade, sixth through eighth. I started asking teachers every single day what I had in, in their class. And they'd be like, well, I told you yesterday. And I'd be like, well, we had a five point assignment and I didn't understand at the time that like a five point assignment weighed differently than a hundred point. I thought you just took your average and then averaged it with the, with the percentage. So like if I got an 80 on the, or if I got a, let's say I got a 60 for these purposes and I had a hundred in the class. Now I have an 80 yeah. in the class. So I was terrified. I used to, and it got to the point where I got sent to the guidance counselor and at the, as a seventh grader, I thought I was getting in trouble. Mm. I found that too, like my perfectionism kind of came out with like, in terms of working with others, like it was a positive thing and it was a negative thing. The negative was that sometimes because I need, wanted things to be like a certain way, I got it like, so I, my, my lens kind of like narrowed and was like, All right, this is how it has to be in order to be good. Um, and I would like, kind of like shut out, like, you know, other people's ideas and it wasn't like very good. I, I personally think I've since worked on that and I've become more of a collaborative worker working with teams and stuff, um, to like improve different things, like spaces that I enter. Like for instance, um, I entered a space, I'm not going to say where, um, and 
they weren't necessarily doing things technology wise in the most productive way. And I said, we could be doing things more efficiently here. And so I've stepped in and I said, let's use this and let's use that. And it's easier to collaborate if we do this versus sending a file through email every time we want to collaborate. And then we have five different versions of a file. So I think striving for improvement, which is another Ignatian value, constant challenge to improve. We love our Loyola education. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think there's like two sides to it. Like it can be negative, but it can also kind of, at least for me, it's, there's negative sides to it, but then it's also helped me in certain spaces. Yeah. I think that definitely, I mean, we each definitely have a different experience um, with perfectionism, which is interesting to like talk about and discuss. Um, but I think, yeah, no, there's definitely good parts of it. And, uh, but I think probably the productive parts of it is not like perfectionism. That's just like a striving to do good and to like achieve, um, which is like great. And then, but then perfectionism is it when it like crosses that line and it's like being aware of like what people are thinking of me and like how someone would react yeah, to this. I second that. Yeah, which is bad in itself but also it has made me more like conscientious and like caring about like the people the way that someone might react to something and maybe like they would not like that and something like that yeah you both um commented on a like a general theme and angela you called it um productivity i believe um i find too like a certain level of perfectionism and you kind of touched on this is a hindrance like it really like you know like obviously it's good to strive to do well but um at some point in school like I would try to be so like there was a point that I was ripping out pages eight times before I could get my name fully down on the page because I was just like this isn't good enough and my grades which I was trying to you know keep up started to slip um and I feel like you come to a point where you realize especially at least I have through like you know treatment and therapy that is it good? Okay. If it is move on because you know, if you're not having a hundred percent perfect day and you're looking at it, if you're not looking in the gray area and not embracing the gray area and only doing embracing black and white, you're screwed. Cause if you're not having a perfect day, you're having a bad one. Um, and we are as humans are comfortable with those polar opposites. We hate gray uncertainty, but learning, and I'm not saying this is just embrace uncertainty. That's like saying, don't worry, be happy. But it's a practice that I think the entire world needs to work on. It is just human nature not to enjoy uncertainty. Um, But is it good? Okay, move on. That's, That's kind of how I try and look at it because somewhere in our society, we decided that good wasn't good because it's not great. We decided that's like saying, okay, we decided water isn't water enough. (laughs) Like it doesn't make sense. It it really like good. Isn't good. Like that's, we're really setting ourselves up for failure. Water is not water enough. So we made hemp water. (laughs) I guess. guess. (laughs) True. This it's, it's kind of interesting, Nick, what you say. So there's a form of meditation. There's dip and I'm not an expert on meditation, but how a way that I've, been taught meditation in the past is kind of like accepting the thoughts that come in because I know that there are some people that teach meditation where it's you know try and clear the mind completely but I found that the way that I've been taught which again is you know being still having that mantra of om or something else that you like but then allowing any thought that comes into your head 
and just kind of accepting it and like being there with it, accepting that that's a thought that comes into your head, but not really doing anything with it and then just kind of letting it go. And I think that has helped me a lot. Not that I'm not saying I'm good at meditating <laughs> um, and I don't do it very often, although I should. But I think that's a really interesting practice that I probably should do more um, because I'm the way that I am and just kind of accept the thoughts and let them go. Because I think enough of, if you let perfectionism, I guess we're calling it, I'm trying to like make sure that I'm still talking about perfectionism and not, you know, trying to improve things or, you know, something else, I'm trying to stay on perfectionism. But I feel like if you let perfectionism take a certain hold on you, then you get tense and you get stressed and that's not good for anybody. Yeah. I think that's like a really good view of it because I mean, kind of a view of getting out of perfectionism because a lot of it comes with like dwelling on mistakes for me. And I think probably mm. it's like, oh, I did this. And like, so they probably think of me this way and blah, blah, blah. And I should, I should have done this. That that's like a huge, just like regret was a huge thing. Um, it's definitely gotten better for me. I've definitely worked on it. And just like personally, I think maturing, um, not being in high school uh, helps a lot too. But um, yeah, that's definitely a thing because I think, I feel like personally, I don't know about you too, but there are certain areas in my life where I definitely could pinpoint where like perfectionism was big and like it got worse and it was in like high stress times. Um, like during COVID, that was kind of when it came out for me, um, had the best grades ever, but that probably wasn't that healthy the way I was achieving those. Um, but like another, um, like just certain times I can pinpoint and one big one when I kind of realized um, how much of a perfectionist I was and like where it kind of came into my life was when I was like emotionally upset about something. Um, and I was just like upset that I was upset. It wasn't even really like I was upset. It was just like, oh, I should be over this now and I'm not. So that means I'm like less than because I haven't like gotten to the point where I wanted to be. Um, so yeah, I think that like once you realize like, oh, you can have negative thoughts, like you can not feel good on one day and still be okay. Like, that's a big thing. That's, like, pretty deep, but I think that's where, like, perfectionism is deep. So that's a lot. We love getting deep on this. Oh, okay. good. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and you really hit, like, a bunch of topics that I wanted to bring yeah. up. That was awesome. Well, go ahead. And if <laughs> What's your take? <laughs> no, no. You brought them up. Um, Justin, do you have a response to that? Well, I was going to say, I really liked how you said, you, or not liked, but I resonated with you kind of dwell on your past mistakes because I find that I'm someone that, you know, locates themselves temporally kind of in the past, like yes, in the present, but I'm not super hedonistic or anything. I don't really think too far into the future. I think, you know, what am I doing that day? And, you know, maybe a week, a month and, you know, grad school and stuff, but I don't really think, you know, like way far. I find that I temporally I'm in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting that you brought that up because I think on, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, they say jokingly that like when you're in the shower, as you're going to bed, you think about a conversation or an argument that you had and the better points that you could have made. It's kind of like that, but with kind of like the mistakes I made and not necessarily the mistakes I made too, but just how things could have gone better when I should just kind of, you know, move on from it. Life moves on. And to be honest, you know, 
I've heard people say, you know, we're the main characters of our own stories. And to be honest, if like you do something and in front of a stranger, in front of people, whatever, people are so focused, to be honest, and, and you know, natural human instinct is to think more about yourself. People are so focused on themselves sometimes that if you do something and it's a mistake, whatever, they might talk about it for like an hour afterwards or maybe longer, depending on, I don't know, if you're if you're a celebrity or something, you might get out of tabloids, whatever. But eventually people forget and really don't give a crap. So why am I dwelling on it when other people aren't necessarily dwelling on it? Yeah. Which I feel like, or Nick, do you have something to say? No, no, no. Well, I, I can wait. I want to hear what you have to say. I, well, I was just going to say that kind of like leads into another way that like I've kind of tried to like counter it is I, I realized today that like I think I did something and I was like thinking about it and I was like, oh, I could have done this or I don't know. It was just something small. Um, and then I realized like a big thing for me is to kind of like just breathe it out. It's kind of like a internally I kind of see this visual of like and then no one else can see this the podcast listeners can't see it but it's like hands He's inhaling with yeah hands. hands coming in and then like letting go like literal I see like the arms going out and like just letting go of whatever I'm thinking about um and I feel like that is what you're talking about it's like no one else is worried about this like worrying about it will not do anything so here we go let it go moving on <laughs> Again, I'm trying to not, I'm trying to toe the line of like, because we're talking about perfectionism and I feel like we're getting, we're, we're going into different topics. Like before I started talking about, you know, challenge to improve um, or like a willingness to improve, you know, versus perfectionism. I feel like now we're kind of getting into like potential, you know, anxiety yeah. or worry, perfectionism. But I think, but I think that shows how perfectionism can kind of, you know, not just be its own thing in isolation, but kind of exist in multiple spaces and multiple emotions. Yeah, I think all the topics that you just listed are best friends, yeah. really. And what I wanted- That's a great to, way to put it. Yeah, and what I wanted to offer in terms of, I'm glad we went in this direction of like mistakes and you know flaws, that type of thing. Um, one thing I'd like to offer, the way that I've been thinking about it, the way I've been trying to combat that a little bit, is to think of myself as like the core of a gas planet. So like think of like think of like I don't know, Neptune's really cool. So they have like a, a hard core in the middle. And that's you and your core values. That's like it's physical, you can feel it, like not that we can touch planets, but you can feel it. Your slip-ups, everything around and all of the things that don't really matter in the end negative thoughts, you know, mistakes, that's the gas around it. But that's all we're going to pretend that it's not harmful to humans that's all that's not the that's not the actual core if you get so caught up in it and stay in it for too long um it's gonna it's not gonna allow you to move forward you're gonna get caught in it and you're gonna stay there um in terms of cutting slack i that's really hard to do obviously um and a lot of times i feel like we think we don't deserve it right but and I've just been thinking recently, the amount of times you don't cut yourself slack in your head, like literally just in your head is probably a million times a day. And I'm not exaggerating with that number. It could just be a subconscious like, oh, I don't look that great today or whatever it is. So the amount of times hey, you fit could that, call you overweight. 
Right. <laughs> the amount of times you do that is so offsetting to the amount of times we cut ourselves slack. So even if we think, oh, I don't deserve this slack, maybe you do, maybe you don't, you're not going to know. Embrace the gray area and it's a practice. It's hard to do. But if you can do that, maybe you don't deserve it. And truly, maybe you don't. I'm not just saying that as a hypothetical or like, oh, what if? Maybe you don't deserve it. But the amount of times you have deserved to cut yourself slack and you haven't, far outweigh the number so it's just honestly it's being kind to yourself too yeah right and being realistic like yeah. as a as a self-proclaimed optimist which again i feel like is also one of perfectionism's best friends mm. um sometimes being realistic and just being mindful that again we talked about this in the beginning of the episode maybe a great way to end it is humans aren't perfect that's a reality i mean mm. religiously we're not perfect secularly we're not perfect and so Morally, what did you say? Morally, morally, achievement-wise, yes, we're not perfect, and so I think just that having that reminder, just being mindful of reality, is that we're gonna make mistakes. We learn from our mistakes, and you know something that I've kind of been trying to remind myself in the recent years has been uh, being open to growth. I mentioned I'm not necessarily the best at receiving criticism. I'm trying to get better at that. Angela, you said you've been trying to work on that. So maybe we can talk a little bit more. Yeah. About, you can give me some lessons about receiving it. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, I'm not good at receiving criticism all the time, but being open to growth and making sure to have gratitude. So being mm. grateful for the past and being open and okay with growing for the future. Yeah. That's beautiful. May I share <laughs> quick quote from um someone that we all know i i um, hope you're gonna say the quote that i literally wanted like i've got my journal is, to say is it Rev yes Scott? it is perfectionism say it you can say I, it you say it because i think i wrote it down wrong um uh, so, uh reverend scott of loyola university maryland by the way incredible speaker he can that reverend man scott adams the great rev scott yeah yeah scott adams we know him as reverend scott but reverend scott adams he can really drive a point home and he's an incredible speaker um but he says that perfectionism is the greatest form of self-abuse okay i wrote it down right <laughs> and it's true and i'm glad we both remember see how powerful like, that is though that we both remember wrote it, it down highlighted that like <laughs> why highlighted in orange oh too? my gosh oh twinsies <laughs> yeah yeah when he said that he's so rev scott said that on like our one of our our great intern retreat and when he said that the whole room I think like inhaled a little bit it was like that yeah like that's it because I think I don't know like there's certain in our culture and like just it's so achievement based and like do do well and look good and like all these things I think sometimes it's like oh perfectionism is like the goal and it's good but once you look at it as like self-abuse like yeah like it's it's dry it's driving you backwards it's not bringing you forwards holding you back well angela i really appreciate you taking the time out of your family's vacation um to speak with us and have a conversation <laughs> with us i've really enjoyed this conversation me um, too nick i know you've enjoyed this conversation i um, say it every week but this was my favorite uh episode to record <laughs> you just say that to everyone <laughs> no i i genuinely really enjoyed this episode a lot this was, the time really flew and i don't think they're done cooking so we need to keep going <laughs> You might have to go. Help have to you might have to table. set the table. <laughs> oh no. Justin, do you want to share our announcement? 
sure. So platform? before we go, we are now available on Apple Podcasts. So Woo! if you enjoy listening to me and Nick's antics and my bad grammar, um, please, uh, if you would, uh, give us a rating on and a review on Apple Podcasts. Share it with your friends and family. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Justin doesn't do recreational grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Math nor grammar. <laughs> I need to find a recreational grammar person. That's me. <laughs> Is it you? Unapologetically, yeah. My my mother literally going back to my mom. She's gonna love that I mentioned her in this. Uh, <laughs> my she, mom is the same way. It's like the if I say me and Justin and Nick went to this place, she'll be like, who? <laughs> and I'm like. Justin and Nick and I. Okay, we went. Yes. yes, we are on Apple Podcasts. How very exciting! Um, so for me, an Android user, it's so exciting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best news ever. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this episode of Point of Do. Thank you, Angela, for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. I want to throw something in to the viewers as we go out that. Um, we are on Instagram at point underscore of underscore do underscore podcast. Um, we want to hear what you want to hear from us. So this is the part where you can pause the podcast, go to Instagram, send us a DM. We are truly like, even if we don't know each other, we want to know what you want to hear next. Um, we're very open to suggestions, whether it just be like on the podcast or on Instagram, we can do, you know, daily inspirational quotes, we can post more pictures, what or we can talk about whatever, like send us topic suggestions, like we genuinely want to hear from you. So um, yeah, go do that. Love that. I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna go send you guys. <laughs> I'll be like more Angela. She was great. Do it. We'd be happy to have you back. <laughs> no, this is fun. Thank you so much. I this is like a bucket list thing of mine i wanted to be on a podcast but i have no time to make my own so thank you for making <laughs> well, thank my thank you for joining ours <laughs> <laughs> of course my pleasure play us out dan time to say hi you me you're what makes you Yeah.